Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome, friends, again uh, to Israel. Why is the Middle East important? Neil and I are here. Uh, and, and we're going to talk uh, uh, about a number of things today. And uh, the first thing, Neil, I want to ask you about is this uh, idea of Rosh Hashanah, or Rosh Hashanah. How do I say that? Yeah, right. Rosh Hashanah, yeah. the, the head of the year. The head of the year. Okay. The birthday of creation, Jeff. The oh, day wow. God created Adam, the first month. That's the that's what it is. It's the anniversary of the creative act. That's correct. Rosh Hashanah. Happy birthday. Let there be light. <laughs> <laughs> that day, the, the 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 whole symbolism of the start of this snow globe, as we call it, yeah, as I always yeah, call it, yeah. our existence, the beginning, wow. first day. Wow, the head of the year and the first day of existence. Correct. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, why do they uh, also call it the Feast of Trumpets? Well, uh, they, uh, it's known by a number of names, as are all of the festivals mm-hmm. of the Lord, of which generally they say there's seven. Mm. But uh, these three in the uh, fall, mm-hmm. uh, in the seventh month, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I just said it was the first month. How does that work? Maybe we'll circle around again to that. Mm-hmm. In the seventh month, or the first month, on the civil calendar, yes. right, on the civil calendar, mm-hmm. is Rosh Hashanah, the three fall festivals. They call it Yom Teruah, or the day of blowing, or the awakening blast, uh, uh, among other things. Mm. It's, it's full of prophetic significance, mm. the, the fall festivals. And that's all a reference to the, to the shofar. And that's all in reference yeah. to the shofar as opposed to the trumpets. You're mm. right. It's mm. exactly right. It's very mm. much the blowing of the shofar, mm. which is reminiscent of, uh, as we went into detail with uh, Isaac, mm-hmm. uh, a bound sacrifice, and the ram caught in the thicket, and they, they find all these parallels in it, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. plus uh, God uh, specifically ordained that you shall blow the shofar, and then we read, of course, jumping ahead, the New Testament about mm-hmm. the culmination, which would be the fall festivals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We as Christians look yeah. at the second coming. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, It'll be a blast, it, mm-hmm. uh, a, a sound, a, a blowing uh, from Matthew and Revelation and uh, Corinthians. I think it talks about the different uh, the angels will come forth with a blast and so on. So far, okay. So there's a, there's a correlation, as you said, 
in the New Testament between, uh, Paul says, the trumpet will sound. Correct. And then Christ will appear in the clouds. Correct. Right? Correct. And so uh, so that's that's a correlation in the new. That's exactly right. Yeah. All prophesied, uh, again, in the old, mm-hmm. and specifically with Jeremiah, which is, again, significant because mm-hmm. we said he is the specific one who specifically called out the new covenant. The new Others covenant. did as well, yeah. and now yeah. he's also pro- uh, talking about and prophesying in Jeremiah the sound of the shofar and all of these things. But it's throughout Scripture. It's a composite whole. Mm-hmm. And here we are just one day or so after Rosh Hashanah in this podcast. So it's also important to me, it's also relevant to me, because we're talking about Israel. Why is the Middle East important? So why is Israel important in the Middle East and in the world, right? And we're in the present day. And I'm saying, if I don't understand the Jewishness, right, of the New Testament, of the New Covenant, if I don't understand that it's not a, it's not a new thing in the sense that there's we forgot the old. It's a continuation of the old. I mean, it's one thing, right? right. That's right. It all comes together. So, so this uh, this idea of the trumpet blowing, Jesus said, "You will know the season, but you will not know the day or the hour." Yeah, precisely. Right. So the season clearly is if it if it's got anything to do with the trumpet. It's the fall season. It's the fall season. That's when he's coming back. It is the prophetic uh, three remaining fall festivals. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how you should look at it. Mm -hmm. And as you and I have joked many times, I don't have to keep telling you uh, on December 25th in the West here for Christmas that it's Christmas and tell you about we wrap gifts and we light candles and we watch football and whatever else traditions we have, yeah. you say to yourself, enough already, quit talking, I got it, I, 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 I've seen a few of these Christmases. In the same way those vague references in the New Testament to the blowing of the shofar and so on made sense. Uh, immediate immediate uh, sense right. to the reader, the Jewish mind, right right away. Putting these uh, various uh, verses together to make mm-hmm. a composite mm-hmm. whole. Mm-hmm. So in the Jewish uh, tradition, the Jewish uh, year, uh, this particular year correct, is interesting. Uh, very interesting. They're all interesting. But, but this particular yeah. is a... Well, this particular year, along with the start of Rosh Hashanah, uh-huh. the beginning of the three remaining fall festivals, yeah, yeah. is a Shemitah year, Shemitah. or a sabbatical year, is mm. also known as, or mm. the year that the land is to remain fallow or lay at rest, mm. and there's to be no uh, working of the uh, ground, uh, uh, the fields, the farms, uh, by Israel and the debts are forgiven. It's not a jubilee year. Mm-hmm. It's a Shemitah year, one every seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, so by great faith, uh, farmers in Israel do not do anything to their land. They let it go. They don't do a thing. And debts to Jews, as opposed to non-Jews, yes. are forgiven. Huh. So that can sound kind of harsh. Yeah. Why, why just Jews? That seems awful. Yeah kind of arrogant or Mm. worse. Mm. But if you think about what these things are showing us, Jeff, and Mm. what we're supposed to glean out of them Mm. is Israel is the redeemed. I have provision for you. You can come into the covenant, Mm -hmm. but those who haven't or rejected it 
or farm the land, mm. right? Mm. They have deliberately said, I reject God and his ways. Mm. So, therefore, debts to non-Jews, or in that cultural setting, non-believers, non-initiated, non-participants, this, these uh, requirements don't apply. I'll just leave, leave them be. So it's not hard-hearted, it's not arrogant on Jews' behalf or God's behalf toward Israel. It is showing the comparative state between those in the covenant through Israel and those out of the covenant through Israel. Okay, so I want to hear that. I want to hear the specifics on that. Uh, help me, help me as a as as a listener right now. Uh, so it's not. Uh, so I'm grafted in. Correct. Right? I'm grafted in, and I, I accept Yeshua as my Savior. I'm uh, grafted into the cultivated tree. Right. I'm sustaining by the root of the of that tree, which is Israel. So I'm in to, to that. But if I don't follow the Shemitah, correct, and I'm a believer, right, do I still get forgiven? Right. So now you be, you start really, uh, what would you say, digging down into yeah. the meat of things. Well, yeah. Some the Shemitah applies only, only to the land of Israel. Right. 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 So right. a number of these laws, as we've talked about, the 613 uh, rabbinically defined laws. Uh, Almost all of them, almost all of them apply to being in the land. Mm-hmm. They apply to the Jews, which we as our whole faith, being non-Jewish Christians, we've grafted into that faith. But they don't apply to us if we are out of the land. A great many of the others, most of the others, apply to the, the priesthood in the temple. Mm-hmm. So of the 613, depending on how you count them or what you count in or out, almost all of them really apply to the temple, the priesthood, and being in the land. So for those of us, the good news is, yay, I'm a Gentile, I can come into the covenant, and I have far less sort of requirements placed on me. So I'm looking in Exodus, sure. chapter 23. Okay. Okay, they're still roaming, right? They're not They're not in the land yet. Correct. Okay, and it says, as part of the law... Correct. Right? You shall sow your land for six years and gather in its yield. And on the seventh year, you shall let it rest and lie fallow so that the needy of your people may eat. Correct. I want, I want to hear what you say about that. And whatever they leave, the beasts of the field may eat. And you are to do the same with your vineyard and your olive grove. Correct. And then it goes on to talk about the Sabbath. Correct. Six days you are to work. But on the seventh day you shall cease from labor, so that your ox and your donkey may rest, and the son of your female slave, as the well as your stranger, may re- refresh themselves. So there's a correlation between the Shemitah and the Sabbath day. There absolutely is. It's that seven again, that mm-hmm. mystical, magical mm-hmm. number mm-hmm. of the seven. So every yeah. seventh day is the sabbatical day. Yeah. Every seventh year is the sabbatical year called yeah. the Shemitah, which again correlates with Rosh Hashanah this year and into next year, 2022. So again, the Hebrew calendar is broken up into the civil calendar and the religious calendar. And we are in the seventh month on the religious calendar that God gave in Exodus. Seventh day Sabbath, 
Seventh-day, seventh year. And they were very important because we read later, as you'll probably get to, that uh, Israel went captive because they didn't observe the They didn't observe, yeah. The, the so, holiday. so I guess the question for the present day, Neil, is what's the importance of this? Right. Now. Right. So as we say many times off the air, everything means something yeah. in the Bible. It's yeah. just uh, what does it mean and how do I yeah. interpret and apply it? Yeah. Uh, again, it's all symbolic and it's all meaningful uh-huh. and it all has a culmination. Yep. Uh, so sometimes it's hidden from us until mm. after the fact. Mm. But the idea that the Lord gave, uh, if you were reading in Leviticus uh, 23 or Exodus 23, I'm not sure yeah, there. Exodus 23. Trying to find significance in these years, it's first of all, the more studying you do, the more you see how it relates entirely. It goes forward and back, back and forward, in and out, up and down. Yeah. It's all intertwined and it's all meaningful with yeah. the different yeah. the blowing of the trumpet, Yom Teruah, yeah. the, the, the fall festivals are known as Teshuvah, repent. Sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple of holidays coming up yeah. yet in addition that yeah. are very important. And the more you look into them, the more you realize that's what Jesus was referring to. That's what was happening when he said thus and so. That the Lord said these are important. The Lord brought uh, Israel into captivity because they didn't do certain things. So if we're on a set time, they're mm-hmm. called Moed, by the way, and, and that means a set time, an appointed time. Mm-hmm. So God is not random. He doesn't throw up his hands, as we've said, and say, enough already, I'm going to do thus and so. That's kind of an issue that, that becomes, was he caught by surprise or did he know? Yeah, no, but, I don't but, think so. But he yeah. has appointed times as specifically as defined in the festivals and other days where he said, these are set, these are appointed, these are prophetic, observe them forever. Jesus himself said, I'll observe them in the kingdom. So it becomes quite a study. So that's the question. Right. So here we are, you and right. I, New right. Testament, New Covenant Christians. Yeah. People are out listening to us right now going, well, how does this apply to me? Why is this important? Right. So the question is, on the Shemitah, right? I mean, I don't think anybody's arguing about the Sabbath. Correct. Right? But well, a, a lot of us don't observe. Correct. Right? A lot of the people listening right now are Christians. Right. Followers of Jesus, but they don't observe the Sabbath. Right. Right. Uh, and because they'll point to Hebrews and say, "Well, you shall now have a Sabbath rest, so your continuousness in a restful state is a continual Sabbath." That's right. what they'll, they'll they'll quote Hebrews and they'll say that to you or me, right? Right. So uh, as as we we are interpreting, why is it important? Why is it important? So right. so the question is, uh, this festival that Jesus was faithful to. And Jesus said it will be practiced in the in the kingdom, right? Correct. What do we do about it? Yeah, so a number of those things you brought up, we don't know how exactly they'll be manifested in mm-hmm. the kingdom. I mean, we know at one point the whole this whole globe becomes basically Israel. I mean, yeah. it's, it's redeemed by the Lord yeah. again. So yeah. we don't know if there'll be a, a Shemitah, a Sabbath rest. Uh, there's seven festivals, seventh day, 7,000 years for the, the culmination of all things before we go into what's called the eighth day. Uh, okay, hold, it, hold, it, hold of, it right there. Hold it right there. So we are in, <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, we've talked about this, you and I. 5782 is the Jewish year. 5782, Jesus will come back, reign for a 1,000 years. Okay, the Jewish interpretation of that is six in the year 6,000. Right. He'll return. 
or something like that. Right. And then he'll reign for a thousand years. Right. Until 7,000, which is the year of perfection. Correct. Right? Yeah. And then the new heaven and the new earth come and bling a bing a bing a bing a bing Well, see, you're so, blending all these things yeah. to answer your question. Why should we care? Because they all relate. They all have insight. They all have a little vestige or view of mm. what will be the culmination. Mm. And as a Christian, which is our audience, yeah. that is what we're constantly striving to, is to get a broader view, a more definitive view, a more correct view. And they're found... Not that you have to become a rabbinic Jew okay. or a Pharisaic Jew okay. or that you have to do anything necessarily. You don't have to wear a shawl. You, you don't have don't to. don't have to blow the shofar You don't at have church. to. That's correct. don't have to have the tzitzit. You don't have to wear sandals. <laughs> How am I doing, right? Well, so far you're yeah, doing well, yeah. but all of which, if it's meaningful, uh-huh. and it is meaningful, uh-huh. the, sh- the blowing of the shofar yeah, yeah, is yeah, very yeah. meaningful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- after all, it's a dress rehearsal as these festivals mm-hmm. are also called they're called dress rehearsals mm-hmm. so we have Rosh Hashanah well what is it a dress rehearsal for mm-hmm. well as Christians and as mm-hmm. our belief system it's a dress rehearsal for Messiah for yeah. Messiah in this case yeah. second return which yeah. is the fall festivals he came once and did uh-huh. the four spring festivals which is called the season of our freedom yes and the three remaining equaling a seven is called uh Teshuvah, or the season of repenting. Wow. So we see that, to answer your question, what, why should we care, what should we do? Well, the, the intellectually uh, uh, simple and the easiest is for Christians to say, that's under the law, I'm not under the law, I don't care. Why? Because maybe they don't understand or don't have somebody to help teach them to see the significance yeah. and the prophetic yeah. nature yeah. and the culmination of what Jesus, Yeshua, will actually do, and they're all mirrored in each one of these festivals individually and as a composite whole. And so, as a Christian, I'll tell you how how I view it, and then you can tell me what you think. About it, but what I, you know, what, when I saw on the calendar that, and, and I have it set in my phone that Rosh Hashanah comes up, and it just told me a second ago in two weeks is Yom Kippur. Yeah. Right? And so I have it set up so that it's, tell, it's telling me. So Rosh Hashanah tells me, okay, so you and I have had conversations that, you know, it, it's the new year, it's the birth date of creation. That's a powerful thing. Day, just in and of itself, just just, just, just that. As a, as a Christian, just to believe, just to go, thank you, God, right, for my life. I I recommit myself to you, right. You created me. You created it all. Without you, we are nothing, right. The 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 grace prayer, the Jewish grace prayer, uh, God of the universe, thank you know who creates bread from the earth, right. Right? right, God of the universe who brings forth fruit from the vine, it's all creation, right? Yes, it is. Celebrating creation. Correct. And so, I mean, that gratitude as a Christian, I think if, if I don't stop on Rosh Hashanah and do that, right, 
I'm I'm dishonoring the day. Well, that's exactly dishonoring right. it. Well, it is the day, it, it, and it's even got. It, not only are you dishonoring, but you're cheating yourself yeah. of, of this revelation. Mm. It, it just looking, it, you don't have to be a scholar, but just looking yeah. into it a little bit, just yeah. a book. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or mm-hmm. somebody can talk you and walk you through it. It's not to make you into a rabbinic Jew, right. as we said. It's exactly. to give you illumination as to what God did, yes. how he prophesied it's going to work mm. over these six days, mm-hmm. 6,000 years, the culmination. Mm-hmm. And what Jesus was saying when he referenced these these issues on Mount, uh, on the Olivet Discourse and so on in, in Paul and in Corinthians, I believe, and John in Revelation talks many times about the blowing of the shofar and all of these things. You do not need to cheat yourself by thinking they are somehow under the law and God did away with them. He hmm. promised these are forever and everlasting. So either God's a liar or we have a faulty uh, understanding of what these festivals are supposed to mean in these these feasts of the Lord. So as a Christian, I look at it as my obligation to God to mark the day, to understand the day, and to celebrate the day that he did what he did, and to give thanks and to honor him I mean, I don't, like you said, I, I, I don't have to blow a trumpet, but if I've got one, <laughs> I feel like blowing one because it's a cool thing, right, to yeah. celebrate to, to the Lord. So, so I just, you know, that, that's my take on, on, uh, on Rosh Hashanah. And uh, I want to I ask you about uh, a little bit about the Shemitah. So the Shemitah, you said, is every seventh year we let the land rest. Just like on the seventh day, we let our ox rest. I read that in Exodus. We let the land rest. And many people say uh, in the present day, that's good for the good, for the planet. It's just good for the whole deal. God knew what he was saying when he said, let it rest. Correct. And Jeff, uh, uh, also, uh, it occurred to me while you were saying that, because we've talked about this before, the mm. Old Testament is a book full of faith, mm. examples of faith. Mm-hmm. It is a book of mercy and faith. Christians have been, quite frankly, I'll put it bluntly, deceived by the devil because he never wants us to understand the totality of, of the, the combination of the Gentiles coming in with the Jews and mm. the Jews being set mm. apart. Mm. And these festivals, these dates, remember, they're not Jewish. 
they're gods. God said, these are my festivals oh. given to the Jewish wow. people. Wow. And, and so... The That's Christ- powerful. Yeah, and maybe we need to emphasize that. Maybe we do. Christians will know every Monday, Thursday, every All Saints Day, Christmas, every yeah. conceivable yeah. Easter date yeah. and when it's coming and yeah. Holy Friday and... Resurrection Saturday or God knows what. They know every conceivable thing of all the various different denominational uh, observances. But God said, I'm giving you these. He wrote them in the Bible, and he said, these are my days. Mm. So they're not Jewish days. Mm-hmm. At, at the end of the day, the Jews celebrate them and embrace them. Right. But they are. But God said, these are my holidays. They these are, are my mine. festivals. Right. Yes. So That's very powerful, Neil, for... For anyone who has even a shred of anti-Semitism in them, who thinks, well, that's Jewish, I don't need to do that anymore. It's not about that. It's about what God said, what God wants. It's in the book, and it's not the Jewish book. It's the Bible, right? It's in, And it's in there for us to, to understand and practice and learn the truth about it and, and to uh, live that truth and that understanding. And I was just thinking... How powerful it would be, for example, on the past Sunday, if a Christian church would say, today we pause, because Rosh Hashanah is coming up, and we pause and we give thanks to God for creating the world. We, this is the celebration of the Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right? And, and uh, you know, that would be, to me, a, 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 a just an amazing thing to do, but... We've we've lost it though, Neil, haven't we? We we've lost the connection to from the old to the new. We, it's one book, it's right? Not, it's not two books. No. And we but we old and new. I, I you know I in my mind it's the first testament and the second testament. You know they're they're just two versions of the same thing. Right. I mean the second testament, as you like to call it, started with Jeremiah. Yeah. So really we could have all the books up till Jeremiah's day as yeah. the old. Yeah. And Jeremiah the new, if you'd like, yeah. if that makes it any easier. Yeah. But your thought remains, uh, and many churches and many Christians, especially in this day, are becoming more aware of the disconnect between the. The, the schizophrenic view of that was old, this is new, mm-hmm. the oldest for me to go to sleep at night and bore me to death, the new is where everything happens. But you can't have the new without the old. No. It makes no sense. You start, you start sitting on a one-legged stool as opposed to a four-legged chair that's got all of the stability that God promised in the old. And one of which, again, is this whole issue of these uh, three remaining fall festivals couple days ago was just Rosh Hashanah with the Shemitah year, and they're a composite whole. They fit together with everything else in the Bible, although you can study them separately. I was just, what's in my, what's in my head right now is, is when Paul wrote, and I, I wish I could remember the book, uh, the epistle that Paul wrote it in, but he says, when you love your neighbor, you have fulfilled the law. Right. You have fulfilled the law. And I go, well, that. Wow, thank you. That's that's easy. Right, right. <laughs> no, it's not. Right. Well, who's my neighbor? <laughs> right. And yeah. what what does it mean to fulfill the law? Right, 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 exactly. And what does it mean to love? And, uh, you know, when you put love into the law, you know, and which is in Deuteronomy, 
right? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And uh, Leviticus, too. And Leviticus, it, it, as well. But, but many other places yeah. when God yeah. gave the whole covenant, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even at Sinai. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember that yeah. the, the milieu, they were yeah. coming out of Egypt. It was yeah. every man for himself yeah. for the most part. Yeah. The Pharaoh was God. Worship this, that. Think this way. And all of a sudden, God mm. said, oh, complete mind adjustment. Well, Jeff, wow. in that same way yeah. is what's going to happen in his second coming to the world a new way of thinking everything it's a mind adjustment it's the new sinai when god came down on sinai and said thus 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 and thus this was hard for those jewish people to understand and, and we to, have proof of that in the text and we have proof of that yes. in the text yes. because it was completely taken out of their yes. cultural understanding yep. their reference of god yep. their reference of humanity their their view of their life or afterlife or who they were we also have been stolen by the devil who mm. does not want us to be uh, uh, in partnership with the whole Bible, the Jewish people, uh, and Christians coming into the covenant. He wants to keep us separate, and he's been very successful. Yes, he has. He's, he's kept us not only separate, mm. but he's kept one part of that covenant, the Christian part, Gentile part, uh, killing at various stages, the Jewish part, which, uh, by the way, you said that's really something to know that the festivals are God's festivals. He calls them my festivals. Yes. Here's how you observe them. Yes. Here's what you do. Amazing. But he also said, the land is mine. Yes, Israel is mine. Yes. So Israel is God. So if you're mad at that, be mad at God. And he said, Israel, the people mm. are mine. Mm. They're my people. Mm. I'm jealous. I shelter them. Mm. I protect them. Mm. I watch them from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So again, the devil has misinterpreted. He's given biases, and the church has embraced that to our shame. But many, many people, just by the fact we're doing this broadcast today out of the blue, so to speak. I mean, there were set days, but we just yep. said, we better talk about that. It's yep. it's time. Yep. Uh, and a great many people are saying, I believe that. I want that. Where do I learn that? Where can I go from here with that? And it's not to make them, again, uh, you know, uh, religious uh, people. It's to expand their understanding and horizon of the totality of what God did, mm. the creation. Can you imagine if mm. it's a birthday of the world? Mm. Adam opened his eyes and went, I understand. I see. Look mm. at this. What is this? Mm. I am a... A person, I I I, under, I get to do things. I can walk. I, uh, only until that begins to dawn on a person mm. do you realize the enormity of being created. Yes. To be aware. Yes. To be aware. Wow, that's really amazing. So, uh, I'm thinking that Yom Kippur follows. Yes, Yom Rosh Hashanah. Yes, it does. The Day of Atonement. Right? Is yes. that Yom Kippur? Yes. So Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. I'm just thinking in my mind, right? Jesus is going to come back on Rosh Hashanah, right? Well. Well, I'm thinking. I, I know. Okay. Blow the <laughs> trumpet. Boom. Here he is, right? He comes from in, in the clouds. And the very first thing we do, the very first thing we celebrate is atonement. Right. And he is the atonement. He is the atonement. Of our sin. It's a very it's a powerful day. It's a powerful yeah. thing that we will celebrate. Right. Right away. Right. 
Right. So uh, it's hard to know how these things will play right, play right, out. Right. So we're looking ahead. Right. And as we always joke, I have the gift of hindsight myself. 2020. <laughs> 2020. So yeah. even that's probably not 2020. Mm-hmm. But the gift of hindsight. So we can look back on the four mm-hmm. spring festivals. Yeah. Yeah. And we can get a pretty good idea of Yeshua in his first coming. Mm. We're projecting out, without the gift of hindsight, what it will be like with the blowing of the shofar. Well, we know that's symbolic. We know it's written about in the uh, what we call the New Testament and so on. But it's also blown on Yom Kippur. Mm. And it's also blown on Sukkot. And mm. now those have their own separate meanings, their own separate identifiers, different names, mm-hmm. right? Just like mm-hmm. Rosh Hashanah, head of the year, it's also Yom Teruah and, mm-hmm. and so on. They blew the shofar at the appoint, at the anointing of the king when they went to battle. All kinds of different reasons for blowing a shofar at celebrations. That's important if you're in a worship service, by the way, and you have a shofar and it cuts the air but i won't digress on that right now but it's powerful yeah but the shofar is blown on these other festivals as well Mm -hmm. so they're separate they're distinct they're identifiers but what that tells you is it's very symbolic of his coming and we just don't know exactly how he's coming there's Mm -hmm. different thoughts we think it's going to appear and be over boom just like that Mm -hmm. Other people say it's more gradual. He has to grow up like he did the first time. Uh, Who knows if that's true? I mean, there's all kinds of theories, but the more you study the fall festivals, there's different uh, ideas in different traditions about when he will be made known. Yes, there is a time when it'll be, boom, it's automatically known. But is there a lead-up time? Is there a revelation time symbolized by, I'm here, it's Rosh Hashanah, I'm doing this. I mean, Jesus himself in his first coming said, tell him I did this. John doubted. Now, here's John, right? And he says, are you the one? Well, John, you just proclaim me as the one. But, you know, I mean, we, we're humans, right? Mm. Jesus didn't say, yes, just tell him I am. He said, tell him what you've seen. Tell him what you've experienced. Tell him what, what the, the deaf uh, uh, hear and the blind see. Tell him these things. People surmise, could that be what's happened in the in the fall as well, that there's more of that? Yes, there is a cataclysmic boom moment, mm. but Rosh Hashanah leads up to Yom Kippur. Yes. It's very important to know that Rosh Hashanah is a day of repentance, but nobody is sealed. Nobody is certain until Yom Kippur. This is in rabbinic thinking, that in Yom Kippur, that's it. So in other words, you have this time leading up from Rosh Hashanah, mm. the beginning, mm right, to Yom Kippur, and in, in between those 10 days is called Days of Awe, hmm. awestruck days. Hmm. So what's happening in those days that hmm. are so awestruck? Well, we know there's a number of cataclysmic events that you and I have talked about, hmm. about facing Israel soon as well. Yes. But those days of protection, those days of sheltering, those days of recognizing Messiah, because the prophets say it's a, it's a recognition, it's not a instantaneous. There is an instantaneous when everybody will know. But if Yom Kippur is what Yom Kippur is, mm-hmm. it also can make you think, wow, is that the day when it's finally, I chose, it's sealed, mm. it's open. And then we mm. go to the last festival, of course, Sukkot, which it's getting off a little bit here now because mm. we're in Rosh Hashanah and the Shemitah yeah. year. Yeah. But yeah. you have to put these things all together to get this broader picture that sometimes can adjust your well, let's put it this way, narrow-minded thinking of, right. I have it figured out. Right, I have it figured out, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the danger. And we we talk about that at the very end of every broadcast, that you and I 
always are asking, I don't know. We're always saying, I don't know. And, and it's, it, it's true that that's how we approach this. Because in order to seek, you have to not know. You can't seek knowledge and know. Right, right. <laughs> it's not possible. Right. So, so we're we're always you know positing folks our our opinions here, but we don't know. And 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 the reason we are positing our opinions and saying we don't know is because we want to know. Yeah. So Yom Kippur, you know, and and Neil just uh, gave us a really great understanding of how the the second coming could be and how it could occur and all the different views there are of it. But this idea of the the new year, the new year, folks, I want you to be thinking right now as you listen to this podcast about the new year, about the birthday of creation, about the first day, the very first day before there was a day, that very first one when God said, let there be light and there was light. You know, I, I want you to be thinking about happy anniversary God and thank you, God, and understand uh, this wonderful day as a New Testament Christian, that it's just as powerful, just as important. And, uh, you know, Jews are exceedingly grateful for this day. And we as Christians should be blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, that brings forth bread from the earth, that brings forth the earth that brings forth the day. So, uh, God, uh, we are blessed to know you as we consider and we think about this wonderful day and this Shemitah year and this uh, year of rest. And, God, we are, uh, we are correlating that with the Sabbath, which is a day of rest. And so, God... Uh, uh, Neil, as we as we go forward here into this next bit here, it's going to be interesting to see how our conversation unfolds as we bring God into the present day, we bring Israel into the present day, as we bring Jesus into the present day, uh, based on the foundation of what we've talked about all these many, many episodes. So folks, we look forward to seeing you the next time on Israel. Why is the Middle East important? This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know, because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. 
From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, shalom, and see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.